Welcome to the Black Hereford Chronicles with Jen Hill. Here we discuss all things Black Hereford. Join me for in-depth conversations and insightful interviews relevant to your Black Hereford operation. Black Herefords are more than a thing in just the U.S. We've got a number of Canadian producers and some ranchers south of the border working to bring our breed to them. Taue Nunes is a fifth-generation rancher in Brazil, and he's been pushing hard for three years to become the first official South American Black Hereford breeder. But Taue's got some unique challenges. In Brazil, the registries are controlled by a government ministry, So he has to get government approval first, and he's run into a few roadblocks, and he needs our help. I have to tell you that I found my conversation with Taue to be really inspirational. He's faced obstacles that none of us have, and he's still incredibly optimistic, energetic, and just really upbeat about his love for Black Herefords. If after listening to this, you think you've got some of the information that he's looking for, Please reach out to either ABHA Executive Director Ernie Dominguez, Taue, who you can find on Facebook, or myself, and I'll get you in contact with him. Now I'll let him tell you his story. I am here with a guest that I'm really excited to introduce to you guys and, and to hear his story. So I will just let you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and, and what you do and where you're at. Hello, everyone. I am Tawe Nunes. I am from Brazil. I am at Brazil now. And I'm super excited to tell you about the little stories about Black Hereford in Brazil till now. So tell me a bit about your operation and how long you've been in the cattle business and and what it is that you guys do down there. Okay. I was born and raised around the farm of the family. I am fifth generation of farmers, and we've been raising Hereford cattle since 1911. And I've been around it all my life. And I went outside my li- my little town to study for law school. I graduated as a lawyer. Uh, I worked as a lawyer for some years. And then I got the calling to come back to the farm to take ahead of it. And I'm in front of the farm for seven years now. And and first when I got here, we we always work with Hereford cattle. And in Brazil, we have some difficulties with Hereford cattle some some things in the market that makes them a little bit harder to to be worked with and i faced the decision of what to do where to go and the common way to 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 improve the hair for cattle was improving uh starting with braffers and Besides that, all through through though all the history of the farm, we raised Hereford, and the neighbors from the family raised Angus. 
So once in a while now, now there, there was a white-faced black cow and we used to love it. I was passionate about this, this white-faced cows uh, since I was a kid. And then I started to, to search for this, this kind of, of cattle and there isn't any breed about it in Brazil. I searched for it in Uruguay, in Argentina, and we we I didn't I didn't find anything about it unless the the casual crossing. And then I I discovered black herefords in in the USA and I thought that is it. That that what that is what I need to do for my life from now on. And I jumped in Black Hair for since then. Well, I love your enthusiasm and just the little bit of chatting that we did before this. You genuinely mm. seem like one of the most excited, optimistic people. And I just love that. So it's your operation. Do you guys also grow any crops or is it mostly just cattle? It's mostly just cattle. cattle. So how many, what is, what is your carrying capacity like down there? How many cows per hectares can you run? I, I just can't even visualize what it must be like down there. Okay. Uh, first, let me, let me uh, show you a vision of Brazil is like. Brazil is very large, as you know, and there is a big difference from where I am to the rest of the country. I am at the state of Rio Grande do Sul, which is the lowest state if we see in the map, is behind the is uh, behind the country, is besides Uruguay, okay. and below us there is Argentina. So we are kind of a different kind of, of herd of breeding than the rest of Brazil. We are so much more like uh, Argentina and Uruguay than the rest of the country. And uh, what I was going to tell you about the, the, the stock, I used to raise 2,000 2, cows when I first got here. And then I started to introduce soybeans, Mm -hmm. But not me making it. I was making other person to, to plant here. So I below the number of cows. Now I work with 500. And with more quality than I used to do with 2000. Absolutely. So I, uh, I start to increase the quality of the genetics and the uh, the weight of the hyphers and the weight of the calves uh, with the soil being uh, help in, in other, another side. So now I work with this with around 500 calves. So what is your climate like down there as far as weather challenges and things you face? Again, it's different from the rest of Brazil. When the rest of Brazil, you've got water times and dry times mm -hmm. here we've got the four seasons 
about oh. summer, winter, and spring and autumn. And now we are in winter. It was supposed to be what for us we call we call very cold, which may not be seen to be so cold for you. It was supposed to be around between zero and and 15 degrees. But this year is a very different winter. It's uh, it's raining a lot and it's a very hot winter. It's something I never seen in my life. And as long as the past the past summer was very very hot and dry, uh, different from the from the previous ones, and we are facing a different challenge this 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 whole this whole year. But it was supposed to be cold. It is not now. Well, I think that's going to sound very familiar to a lot of the people up here. We are currently across most of the United States in a very, very dry summer. And we're seeing a lot of ranchers sell off a lot of their cattle because there's just no feed. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. What kinds of, I, I would imagine that you run into some heat issues since there's so many Brayfords down there. It, it sounds like a lot of people were breeding for ear, some of that heat tolerance stuff. Have you found that the Black Herefords handle that pretty well? Yes, they are handled that pretty well. They are, uh, they are seem to be tolerating it better than the the pure breed Herefords. I I think because of the heterosis between them, um, is heterosis correct? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Okay, I think that is uh, this brings some strength, some extra strength to them, and they are tolerating it very well, and they are increasing better than the pure breed Herefords till now. So you have a lot of unique challenges because of where you live with Black Herefords and yes. getting that rolling. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, the most important challenge about uh, pure breed from uh, when we not use Zebus, I don't know if you call Zebus, mm -hmm. like Brahman and Lori, yep. when you don't cross this, this most tough breeds, uh, you face some challenges of the heat and of the, of the little small insect I the the sex blood, I think it's a kind of thick. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know what's the name. We call him carrapato, and I don't know what's the name for you. But it's an insect, the sex blood that happens a lot. We can't we can't end with it. We have to deal with it, and it's a a, a great challenge. And we have to be always with our eyes on the cattle, uh, mostly in, on the summer. And it's uh, an eternal challenge. This episode is sponsored by the American Black Hereford Association. A Royal Affair sale and the membership meeting are Saturday, October 8th, followed by the show on Sunday the 9th. 
The sale will feature the cream of the crop from across the breed and is not to be missed. Each one of the events are an excellent place for networking and to get involved with the breed. The official hotel is the same as last year. The Courtyard Marriott in the block is ready for reservations. You can find more information about the hotel and the show on the website blackherford.org under the shows tab and make sure that you are following the official Facebook page so that you can stay up to date. The Black Hereford Chronicles is also sponsored by HI slash cattle company, raising registered Black Herefords and Angus cattle. You can find them on Facebook or at HISLASHcattle.com. So where are you at now with the registry stuff? I know that it's been a several year long process. You've been working on this. So why don't you kind of give us some of the history of when you started and and what your process has been? Yes, that's interesting. Um, we we've, uh, I first initiated the, the process in the late 2019. And on September of 2020, we received the, the okay from the Ministry of Agriculture and Herd from Brazil. Because here in Brazil, we need to have the, the government have to allow it for us to, to register, register the cattle. So we first got our, our first okay from the government in 2020, and then after almost two years in February of this year, they told us they got back one step and re and, and see see the question again and and they asked me for more information about black Hereford to really consider it a breed in Brazil. From, from from February to now, they consider it just a crossing. They can't they can't register. So I'm trying to to collect all the information they need to convince them that, that this is really a breed and not just an eventual crossing. So I am at this moment now. I produced I produced uh, around seventy black. Black baldies, that's what I have now. And of them, I, I'm going to stay with around 40 animals, 30 heifers and, and 10 males uh, to, to register. And, but now I can't do it. And I, I am in this process of collecting all of information and studies I can. And today in the morning, I called the, the ministry and we scheduled a meeting for, uh, for August, for 8th in August. And till that day, I have to collect all the information I can and send them and, and try to save black hair from Brazil. So I, 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 will, I will ask you. Everyone that is listening, if you have any study about the beat, uh, improving the, the performance of anything, if you can send me, it will be very useful for register, for register uh, black hair for in Brazil for, for a lifetime now. 
Well, and I believe you've been working with the um, ABHA executive director, Ernie, a bit on getting some of that. Yeah. So if anybody is listening and thinks they can help out, reach out to Ernie and Ernie can get you in contact. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. So are you doing this all on your own? Are there some other breeders down there that are kind of joining in and helping you? I started to do it on my own. Then I I called some some other breeders, which I admired, and they uh, they wanted to help me. And we made first the Brazilian Black Hereford group. This group was the first. Uh, we were three three breeders, and. We, we worked a lot on the registration to get it until September of 2020. And then after that, which one got its own ways? Uh, the two of them didn't make the animals. They, they mostly helped to black hair for happen in Brazil. And until then, we, we unmade the group. And which one got its way? We thought it was all settled. And then, and then this year I got this, this not good news. And I am on my own again. So do you think that other breeders down there are pretty accepting that Black Hereford is a breed? Or are you getting some kind of pushback from other breeders? Do they support it or...? There is the both situations. Yes. There are some of them. Some of them, uh, as you have black baldies, we have what we call careta and pampa negro, black pampa, and lots of people make pampa negros and caretas in Brazil, in Uruguay, in Argentina. It's very common. It's very well known. It's very used. And people used to love it. And when it first got with Black Hair Force, they used to tell us, oh, this is only careta. I know it for years. And you now come with Black Hair Force. That kind of thing. (laughs) But there are a lot of other breeders which understand and see that making Black Hair Force is improving for Careta. We can, we can study, we can improve, we can, we can bring uh, registered animals, tested animals, and, and that kind of thing that would make the breed go, go further. The, yeah, but that yeah. goes to face. But there isn't a person, there is not a person really helping me in this. This registering situation because it's uh, it's uh, it's it's not dealing with animals and and it's the bureaucracy it's the the worst part of of doing it and I'm doing it for everyone but I'm really excited about the breed and and this is only makes me happy. Well, your excitement I think it it flows through you. You make me feel excited for black herds <laughs> down there. But we have That's a lot so of nice to hear. We have a lot of the same stuff. You know, I think I spend a lot of time trying to explain to people up here too. No, this isn't just a baldy. This is something else. Because there's a lot of education that needs to happen. That's about it. Absolutely. Yeah. So I love to end all of my interviews by asking everyone the same question. 
what is one thing you would change about Black Herefords? The thing I would change, I, I know I need to have a long way of really understanding Black Herefords and I, I have a dream of one day going to USA and talk to all the breeders and to you guys and to really understand the, the root of this breed. But for me now, uh, I would change without deeper diving, but I would change the, the, the searching for always highest uh, scores of Harry for bloodline. I see it. Uh, if we could maintain, keep the, the bloodline of, of Hereford not so high, we could use her, the, the, Ingus, the Ingus traces, and I will keep the, the black Herefords in lower highs of bloodlines of Hereford. That's it. Yeah, that's interesting for sure. <laughs> well, and I wanted to ask, I, I should have asked it earlier, but I kind of missed it. So once you do get your registry up and running, because I know you're going to get it, you're way too passionate and excited for it to not work. But once you get it, then the, the way it works down there, will you be registering your cattle with the government? There is an association between. Okay. The, the National uh, Association of Breeders of Animals of, of, of Breed. This is going to be where we will register at. It's called AMC Herd Book Colaris, and they are beside us since the beginning. And they, I forgot to mention that, but it's very important. They, they supported us since the beginning and they are, they are willing to, to have this breed for registering and everything. And this association is super huge and super organized and, and they're going to be the, the most important part of Black Hereford in, in Brazil if the registry is accepted. Well, that's huge that you've got them supportive then. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, is there anything else that you want us to know or anything else that you really feel like we can do to help you? I think that the the most important thing right now is about studies and and this kind of stuff that, that can prove that black herefur is a a breed to improve the herd of brazil because i see uh, i know that the, the herd of brazil is very huge is is higher than than the usa herd despite that we produce less meat than the usa produces you are so in a high level that every breeder in Brazil knows that we look at the, at the United States and we, we used to see at where we want to, to get as professionalization questions. And, but the, the, let me find the word, the, I, I can't find the word, but the, the market in Brazil is so huge that, that we, I imagine Black Herefer enter here in, in, in semis of bulls and, it, and is there a extremely huge market for it? And I just wanted you to see this market as I can see. It's, it's enormous. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, and I know we've got some breeders that have done some feed tests on their bulls. Is that the kind of data that would be useful to you? Yes, it is. Okay, absolutely. Yes, it is. Absolutely. It would be very helpful. Well, if, if that can come out of this, if we can get the message out there and, and get you some more information and some more support, that would be fabulous. Yes, it will be. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate that you were willing to take the time to introduce yourself to us and, and tell us what you're working on. Thank you, Jennifer. I appreciate that so much. Make sure that you're following the Black Herford Chronicles on Facebook and that you have subscribed on your preferred podcast app. I've got some really exciting episodes coming up later this month. As I talked about in earlier episodes, the Black Herford Association Board of Directors has two seats that are coming up for election at the October meeting. And that slate of candidates has been set. Those intentions to run were due earlier this month. And excitingly, each of those candidates has agreed to come on to the Chronicles and do an interview so that you guys can all get to know who they are before making those voting decisions. So make sure you're following along with the show so that you don't miss that. Thanks for listening. You can get in on the conversation over at our Facebook page at Black Herford Chronicles, where we'd love to hear from you. Of course, don't forget to leave a review wherever you get your podcasts.